Welcome to the Nerdcast, this bi-weekly show where Kim and I talk about everything nerdy from niche to mainstream. We'll review and consume it all. Glad that you are listening. Let's get started. Hello! <laughs> so, <laughs> this is the last episode that we can count on our one hand. It's episode number five. We're gonna go into double hand numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and soon we have to add the feet. Also, <laughs> also, today is lodge day! Oh yes! Yeah, exactly. Finally. That was what I was gonna say. By the time you people will listen to this podcast, you can probably go on to Amazon and, and watch the first two or three episodes? Three. Three episodes of The, the Wheel Bastards. of Time. Yeah, yes. it was pretty amazing. I was, I was watching some, uh, some live videos of uh, content creators who were able to go to London to the screening uh-huh. of the first two episodes. And it was so funny because they all, like The Wheel of Time, community on Twitter is very, very wholesome. And they all agreed to have zero, absolute zero spoilers. Like they Aww. they made a promise to each other and to everyone. They agreed. And it's super funny because I think the screening was yesterday or, or two days ago. This, yeah, yeah. this pre, pre uh, screening with red carpet and everything. And there are a few people who started like talking, uh, um, like jokingly about the episode, they they don't really even save. They liked it or hated. Just really nothing. They're waiting for the actual launch, which is really good. But some people who've been there, they say like, ah, yes, my favorite character is Avienda, and I I really love how they made her justice to her character, introducing her in the first <laughs> scene of the first episode, how she buys burritos from Seven Eleven. <laughs> I was like reading it, like, what is going on? <laughs> nice. Well. Um, speaking of the books, I know that you're reading them, but I, I wanted yeah. to ask you a question. So okay. before we, we go, we start the episode, really. Um, so of the, the, the books, series, movies and games that you've consumed in the past few days, what was your absolute favorite thing? Uh, uh, I'm going to say Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. And who is your favorite character from Fire Emblem? Oh, God. Um, Petra. Petra. Okay, and now your least favorite thing that you watched, read, or played in the past few days? The Enchantress by Maggie Fury. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is that? It's the book that cost one euro fifty cents in <laughs> Bologna. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> I finished it. <laughs> okay, okay. And and who? who <laughs> this might be a hard question, but who is your okay. favorite character from that book? Uh, it's a a character called uh, the the cat, I think. <laughs> it was in Italian. They have like aliases because they are in, oh, a, okay, in, a, okay. in a virtual reality. So I think it's, oh. it's like the cat, the kitty, or something. The kitty. Okay, yes. so <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of those is coming to kill you, and the other one will do anything to protect you. Who, okay. who would you give what role and why? Well, I, I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Kitty is going to come to kill me. I know. As, much, as much as I liked uh, there, because I'm not sure if it's uh, a man or a woman or a non, non-binary, whatever. So whatever uh, whatever they are going to try, they're just a very snarky 
person and they, they don't really have any power. Meanwhile, Petra, <laughs> uh, if, if I would be, I don't know, like a, a scholar without any means to defend myself in, in, this, in this type of world, then Petra would be just a badass assassin, dodge yeah. master, crit beast who just disintegrate the kitty. <laughs> With her bare hands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not as juicy as as the other ones. That like Thanos is coming after you, and yeah. Harry Potter has to defend you. <laughs> uh, this is what you get by asking me. I kind of want to ask you the question now. What was that? What was the best thing you experienced? Ooh, I I started replaying Stardew Valley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and I've really been thing? enjoying that. Oh, Linus, definitely the hobo. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and the worst thing. Okay, so this is a hard question, the worst thing, because for me, if I start uh, reading or playing something that I don't like, I just stop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So I think it's called Story of Seasons Olive Town. It sounds amazing. Such an eye-catching name. Yeah, yeah. Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town. And you could uh, try it for free for a week. So I downloaded it. And I started playing it, and I was like, okay, this is just Stardew Valley, but then with, like, Stardew Valley is pixel art, and, and Olive Town is with kind of, like, cartoonish art. It, it literally, like, it does everything the same as Stardew Valley. Nice. <laughs> then I was like, okay, I'm going to see where this is going, and, and it's just, I, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't really offer anything new, and it's... And it's it's way more targeted for kids as well, because in Stardew Valley, the the characters have some some things that you can relate to as an adult player. But in Olive Town, it's like, this is the edgy boy, this <laughs> is the happy boy, you know. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and which one? Which boy is the worst boy? Oh, the worst. Okay. I no, sorry. We... Wait. Oh, yeah, the best. Then sorry. Yeah. Okay, um, so I, I don't really like any of the characters so far, but the best one I've seen is probably um, the mayor's son, Jacopo. <laughs> oh, Jacopo. Jacopo. Is that how you pronounce it? I mean, in Italian, yes, it's an actual name, but I don't know how the game expects you to pronounce it. Okay, and, and so which one would attack you and which one would defend you? <laughs> Linus versus Jacopo. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> what an epic slap battle that would be. Oh yeah. Uh, so Jacopo would come and attack me. Okay. Because he is a bit of a slacker, so I feel like he would just give up, and Linus would defend me, because I feel like Linus has some like very dark backstory that we don't know about. So yeah, he pulls maybe out. He... yeah, like he he reveals under his leaf shirt that he has like an assassin's guild tattoo <laughs> all over his chest or something. Ninja shirt. So, everyone, Shira and the Power Princesses, or something. <laughs> I, I'll take or something as an answer. Uh, uh, she is a, a blonde-haired, happy-go-lucky princess. And uh, there is a sword, it's a magic sword, and if she takes it, she transforms like a Power Ranger into a power princess. And then she has a whole, a whole gang of other Power Princesses that 
um, go around with her and have all sorts of adventures. And there is also a really cool and snarky cat lady who like works for the enemy, but not really. And there is all kinds of different sorts of intrigue and character development and everything. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Shira and the Power Princesses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so Shira and the Princesses of Power. You were close, but <laughs> ah, potato, potato. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question. Do you know what He Man is? It's a man who is a he. Yes, and it's he exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you you've probably seen. Uh, You've seen him in memes. He's this half shirtless guy from an animated uh, series in the 80s. with the ball cut. Yes, yes, yes. He's blonde. Yeah, that's him. So that was a very, very uh, cringy and very 80s series. It was called He-Man and and the Masters of the Universe, where there was this guy, He-Man, who could turn into a super bulky character. And he had a twin sister, She-Ra. Oh! Exactly. Who appeared uh, in the series and people really loved her character and they, they did a, a spin-off series in, I don't know, 84, 85, something like that, which was basically the same as the He-Man series, but with the girls. And Netflix, for God knows what reason, was like, hey, do you remember that very cringy <laughs> thing in the 80s? Let's do a reboot of that. And they gave, they gave the idea to Noel Stevenson, who then readapted this whole uh, idea of a story into her own thing because in the 80s why they (coughs) they did these kind of serialized shows with power boys and power girls was to sell dolls obviously and to make profit and how do you make these dolls be sold easily you make them all look the same that the the only thing that separates them apart was that slight difference in skin color and slightly different hair but the their height their waistline their their boobs their face was exactly the same shape you know all these dolls like the barbie dolls that that was the old so old show so noelle stevenson took that and completely turned it around the, the new netflix adaptation is so inclusive but so amazingly effortlessly inclusive that you have Tall people, short people, little chubby ones, scrawny ones, all kind of all kinds of races, all kinds of uh, um, gender gender roles. You have uh, you have a character that has two dads. You have two queens, uh, like being in a relationship in the council of, in the council of these uh, power princesses, and it's it's just everything is just so effortless. It's just there because. Of course, it's there. Why wouldn't it be? And that's just something that took me so much by surprise because in shows like Q-Force, for example, when everyone is queer, uh, I don't have anything against Q-Force, but that's kind of their, like, that's the driving force yeah, of the yeah, story. Like, that... Normally, when, when a show is inclusive, they, they make a very big showcase about it. Like, look, yeah. we, have, we have a dark woman dating a white woman or something. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 exactly. And obviously, Shira and the Princesses of Power is a huge, hugely acclaimed uh, series in the LGBTQ plus community. But the series itself, it's just like... Two women love each other because, of course, they do. Why won't they? Yeah. There is nothing... Like, they don't even address it as, as anything, as a good thing or a bad thing, because it's just part of how 
the world works and how the world could work yeah. is the real yeah, world. Yeah. So it's, it, it was just so refreshing to watch when I started it. The, the series starts out, uh, we see Adora, who is the blonde girl that you, you wrongly called Shira. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, Adora and Katra, who are like really best buddies. Is that the cat lady? Yes. Yeah, nice. I got one right. <laughs> they uh, they like train together and and prepare together to lead the forces of the horde in the fright zone against this beautiful planet. So like you can see that it's it's very wrong what they're doing, but they just don't realize it under the uh, the guidance of Shadow Weaver, their mother figure. And uh, yeah, they all do this stuff until one day, because of things they do, Adora finds this magical sword calling to her in this magical forest. And she touches the sword and she becomes, she accepts the powers of Shira. What is Shira? Where does she come from? Why does it call for Adora? Why does she have powers? These are all questions that get answered through the five seasons of the show. And, and obviously Adora meets the princesses, finds out, oh God, we are, we are evil. And then there is this, I, I'm talking about the first two episodes of, of the whole five seasons, so it's not really spoiler material. And you have this very uh, funny interaction with Katra being like, why are you leaving? Where are you going? And Adora, who is this uh, uh, complete naive goody two-shoes Gryffindor girl is like, well, because... Uh, can't you see? We've been, they they they've been manipulating us all along, and then Katra's like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, we live in a place called the Fright Zone." What were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking, honestly? Uh, so that that's amazing. And like Katra, Katra is like uh, described. So this is canon described by the writer Noel Stevenson. Katra is a Hufflepuff who pretends to be a Slytherin. <laughs> so, so she like uh, fights for power and she's very cunning. She tries to be like Shadow Weaver, they're this motherly figure. The series looks very, very childy. The animation and the looks are honestly not the best. I love them because they remind, them, they remind me of, of the things that I used to watch when I was a kid. Uh, but they, they're obviously not peak animation nowadays. However, what really draw, drew me in and, and made me wait for every new season is the amazing writing and the amazing conflict, especially. And like the, the whole highlight of the series is the friendship or love or not love or uh, like growing up together, frenemies between Ketra and Adora. And every season has at least one episode that on IMDb is rated a 9.5 or above. That's how good, yes, that's how good the writing is. For example, in season one, the whole season is this very laid back, basically uh, Adora and her new princess friends going around in the kingdom and recruiting all the princesses. But at the end, she has a confrontation with Katra because they get into a situation, they find themselves again. And the whole episode is just Adora and Katra in this weird, dreamy simulation realm, going at each other with their fists also, but mainly with their words. And it's very, very powerful and very engaging. If you like well-written characters and very good, snappy dialogues, uh, I do acknowledge and I, I understand why it's not for everyone because like last time I talked 
about Bojack Horseman, which was something that I absolutely love, and I can I could guarantee you that it's objectively a very good show. Shira, it has its very very bright highs, but I think and I understand when people say that its lows are very lows. <laughs> so there are some episodes, especially in the middle seasons, that feel really draggy and like okay, what why why are they here now? Like come on, it's just okay, very filler episodes and sometimes very cringy jokes. But if you're expecting something that is 100% engaging all the time, then you're maybe going to get bored by Shira. But if you're up to watch something that is, let's say there are 10 episodes each season, if there are seven episodes of laid back, goofy, uh, rainbow glittery princesses doing their rainbow glittery stuff, Uh, and then the last three episodes are gut-wrenching, then I guess this is the show for you. I don't know, I'm gonna give it a very high chaser, because I, I agree that it's not a perfect show, but I very much enjoyed it, and I think these are the kinds of shows that we have to uh, show uh, like our, ne our next generation to be understanding of how relationships work, how love, friendship, acceptance, uh, pain works. So there you go. Well, it sounds, it sounds good and it sounds like objectively good, even if you watch it without uh, youth sentiments. Yeah, but <clears throat> why, why a lot of people uh, recommend Shira is, is, is this very, very well-written Uh, back and forth with Catherine and Adora, and obviously you can't have the whole series revolving around them. And some of the uh, side characters are can can be obnoxious and cringy, and like okay, they they only have one gag that they repeat, and that's like it was okay for me because I just laid back and watched it, and I was like, all right, yeah, let's just get to the next part. But I can understand why some people find that tiring. series called Video Game High School, where a bunch of kids are <laughs> thrown into this uh, absolutely amazing high school where you're graded after your uh, video game skills. And I, I honestly don't really remember what actually happens. I remember that they, they play PvP matches against each <laughs> other, and you obviously have the cool girl who kicks butt. But yeah, I, I remember just it being a really, really wacky series of videos and I really enjoyed what I what I saw of it, but I don't think I've finished it. I don't really remember what happened, so I'm really curious to hear your opinion on it. Okay, well, let's <laughs> go then. <laughs> so this show is from 2012, so that's almost 10 oh, yeah. years old. They uh, So they released it as um, as a web series. They They did a Kickstarter for this and then... Uh, eventually it came out as a web series, so they launched it on YouTube. Um, uh -huh. And the studios behind it, Rocket Jump Studios, describes the series as, here we go, a web series because we strongly believe the foundations for the future of digitally distributed content will be laid by web series. So, I mean, this was kind of the one of the first uh, uh, freely available web content. Uh, so yeah, I, I also found it on YouTube. I don't really remember when it wasn't in 2012, but it wasn't much later 
either. And I just remember that immediately I was so obsessed with this idea of the video game high school, as the title says, because the high school that this, uh, that's the setting for this, uh, for this series is like a very prestigious school that educates young kids in video games and they have yeah. different <laughs> different departments like on a on a normal university you would have the history department or the the statistics department but on this <laughs> in this high school you have the the fps department and you have the music <laughs> games department and and then the they also play into the the stereotype kind of player that would play those kind of games so like the fps kids are the cool kids and the, <laughs> the music kids are a bit of the the geeks and everything and one of the producers of the show uh freddie wong uh is actually when he started it he was also a professional gamer he was the world's best guitar hero 2 player so oh, oh okay 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 yeah in the in the in the series he appears as himself and he is like the guitar hero professor <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's really funny so the the show uh, follows Brian D. That's his gamer tag. So his name is Brian, but his gamer tag is Brian D. So everyone calls wow. him Brian D. No one will guess his real name. I know. Uh, and he plays at home on his very shitty uh, computer with like a really old mechanical keyboard and a mouse and no gamer equipment at all. And then he ends up in a in a match in an online match and he uh, kills the enemy. Uh, the last enemy standing. What he doesn't know is that the last enemy standing was the law. And he oh, is. Yes, yes, the law. <laughs> oh, God, it clicked now in my head. <laughs> and he is the uh, ultra chat of FPS games. Yeah. And on the and video he looks game. Like a jock. <laughs> he looks like a complete dork, but he is the ultra chat. And he has like girls hanging on his arm and everything. Uh. So he is the the number one player on the in the video game high school but because uh, Brian D kills the guy he he uh, is invited into the school and then uh, apparently the school has like a rating system so uh, how well you do in the game uh, determines the rating that you have and if you oh, are yeah, and they the, always get eliminated exactly yeah. if you're in the bottom regions of the rating of the high school then you get eliminated so it's like <laughs> i don't know it's it's super it's a super entertaining concept and it it really plays with the whole high school trope like the underdog coming in and then there's really cool kids that that hate the underdog for some reason but it does it with a very thick layer of gaming sauce that just makes it super entertaining to watch if you are into gaming culture because you will get a lot of the references that they have. Yeah, it's it's really fun. It's really quirky. It's really entertaining to watch. But <laughs> there is a but. <laughs> like okay. a lot of really uh, gimmicky shows that try to make follow-up seasons. They, uh. Yeah, it really falls off because the first season is really, really cool, really funny, really original. It has a nice story arc and everything and you're just satisfied after you watch it. And then comes season two and they try to, they kind of like try to do more of the same, but with some like some new story that they come up with and you're like, ah, doesn't. <laughs> Nah, it doesn't really work. And then they, they did a third season that was even more... Uh, mm. Mm. 
Not Have really. you watched it all? Yeah. Oh. Like, but it's it says enough that when I was doing a little research into the show, I could remember the whole thing of of season one. But when I read the the plots of season two and three, I was like, oh right, yeah, they did oh, that, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. So yeah, for for people who are interested in watching it, like I said, it's I think it's still on YouTube. It should also still be on Netflix. I would I would definitely recommend season one. I think the episodes are between ten and twenty minutes long, so it's kind of short. It's fun. It's like if you if you play video games of any kind, you will recognize a lot of stuff. So. It's it's nice to watch. It's it's funny to watch. It's not groundbreaking, but it's definitely entertaining. And yeah, season two and three. If you if you are really hooked after season one and you hope for more of the same, then slightly brace yourself for a bit of disappointment. But it's still not bad. It's just eh, yeah. So all in all, uh, I will give the the show um, fickle. Was that the two? Fickle. Yes. Okay, I'll give it a fickle. <laughs> Two out of four. We're, we're, yes, we're gonna, we're gonna. I, I, I give, I give Shiro Chaser. That's a three out of four for yeah, those yeah, who yeah. yet do not know our very good and very original <laughs> grading system. That makes so much sense. <clears throat> yes, exactly. I love how we spice it. Like we only have four grades, but we're like, yes, it is. This is a high chaser. This is a very <laughs> weak fickle. <laughs> I, am I thinking right that it's music time? Yes, let's go. Uh, okay, so this was last time's music. Oh my god, I can finally say it. So I, I guys, guys, <laughs> I found the Easter egg right away, immediately. Wafa topa. So it was, I, I was 100% sure it's from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Like that uh, immediately. That is correct, yes! my lady. You get one point. Um, well, we talk about Fire Emblem Three Houses a lot, but for the people who don't really know what the story is about, it's it's like an officer's academy. So there is a bunch of university-aged kids. Yeah, and, and don't worry, easy peasy. There are just like 40 characters in that game that you can play with. So yeah. it's like super easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like there are a lot of characters. But the thing is that, that it's it's like... The, the game revolves around violence because they, they are in an oh, army yeah. and they go to battle. So, oh, sorry, the... <laughs> sorry to interrupt you, but I just have to put this here that I saw a quick video of a girl filming just like herself sitting in the school and the bell from from the monastery school going off in the background because that was their bell at the at the school as well. Oh. And, then, <laughs> and then the caption said like, oh, wow, my school is just like Fire Emblem minus the genocide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's a pretty violent game and your, your students that you have in your little army, they go out and they kill people. So the music... It's, it's... The music was like super cheerful and sweet. So immediately I was like, okay, it has to be one of the girls, but which one of the girls is so, so cheerful and sweet. And, and there was like no violence or like no edge in the music at all. So in the end, there are two female characters that kind of fit my feeling with this. And the first one is Hilda, who is like a very, very upbeat and cheerful and cheeky noble girl that, that likes to do absolutely nothing. So she pawns off all her work to other people. And the second one is Annette, who is like a very... Uh, like 
a bit of an introverted, quiet, very sweet girl who likes sweets and cakes and everything. And yeah, I mean, Hilda still had a bit of an edge because she, she can be a bit snarky and Annette, not really. So in the end, I decided to go with Annette. And that is correct, ladies and gentlemen. Ah! It is Annette. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Woo! Uh, well, I, I put, you can hear, I put a lot of work in this. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my no, God. I, uh, I'm going to be honest. Hilda did not, like, it, it wasn't on the table for this music for me. Because as you said, she has a, a bit stronger personality. Yeah. And a bit of a, more yeah. of a strong edge than this music. I, I was debating whether uh, between Bernadette and Annette, because they are very similar. But I oh. feel like Bernadetta is even more sweet and enclosed by this. Yeah. Annette, good. That's two points for you. Oh, that yes. puts you at the grand total of three points. Woohoo! Uh, I am sad to say that Senate, uh, our only member of the listeners who has one point, did not guess the song, but he was he was really, really on a good track because he guessed fi- Final Fantasy. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so, so it was like the genre and the type of music was close, but... Sorry, not close enough. Do better next time. Another listener of ours, Asa, uh, on Instagram, she guessed uh, right the, what? the game. She guessed the game right. She guessed okay. Fire Emblem. But she guessed Bernadetta. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so close. So our new rankings are Kim 3, Senate 1, Asa 1, the whole world 0. This is going to be this week's song. Take a listen. It has this this little tune in it. That I'm like, yes, that's that's but then blank. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, I'm gonna listen to it again. Okay, so I both love and hate this feeling <laughs> where uh. you 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 hear or see or or get asked something and your mind is immediately like, yes, I know this, but then <laughs> it sounds like yeah it does sound a bit like something fantasy like it could be from something anime because it does have that like little upbeat peppy sound to it you all listeners can play along we'll leave our uh, our tags when where you can reach us uh in the description of the episode and we're also going to tell you a bit later in our usual so many underscore segment tm <laughs> So many underscores. 
I, I, before we leave, though, I just wanted to tell you one and on, one and only reason why you should read uh, The Enchantress by Maggie Fury. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying it like this because it's spelled F U R E Y, so it's Fury. <laughs> this book is about virtual reality, uh, and it was written in like '96 or '97. So it has a glossary at the end of the book that it's almost as long as two chapters of the book itself. Oh, it, wow. And it's, it's in Italian, so I, I can't read it to you and make it funny. But just imagine, like, explained stuff uh, as if you were explaining to a toddler. But the things that it explains to you are stuff like access, password, the mouse, to click the <laughs> mouse... <laughs> What is an icon? What is the internet? What is the web? What? <laughs> what is a, a web? What is a, what is a web? What is the web? I don't know. What is a pixel? And I don't know, just after reading this absolute trash of a book, I was just mesmerized that I was just laughing to myself and reading through the description like, yes, yes, the to click is when you press the button on your <laughs> cyber mouse. I was like, yeah, okay, oh God, okay. <laughs> oh, that, that. It's, I mean, it kind of sounds like one of these commercials where they try to get a boomer yeah. to control a computer. <laughs> so there you, there you have it. Do not spend one and a half euros on this book. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> so next time we're going to introduce our first board game review here on the Nerdcast. Oh my God, Can... which one is it? I, 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 don't put me on the spot <laughs> like that. Uh, Kim is going to talk about Zombie Side. Yeah. Do you know it then? Uh, I, I, I know the game, yes. Mainly because we watched a video together about it, but I've not <laughs> played the game. Don't, so. don't, don't tell the players that. I'm trying to do like fun interactive the players, okay, okay. the listeners. <laughs> so, um, no, no, I, I, I don't know. I guess it's about zombies. <laughs> Well, you you have to practice your voice acting. <laughs> uh, no, no, I know this is my this is my. Uh, I I have two voices. I have my normal voice, and I have my. Oh, what is going on? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't at me, okay? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it seems it's some kind of bridge. <laughs> It's probably a game about zombies. Oh, is it a game? Okay, I think this gag will never work with us, so... (laughs) 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 You could almost say that it was an inside job. What an amazing uh, segue. Segue. (laughs) A segue, oh God. But how do you follow up? That's the one. <laughs> how did you miss mess up segue? Shut like, up. where did that come from? Do you know what a segue is? Yes, it's that the thing uh, that has come. Uh, <laughs> there are compilations of people falling over, tourists especially falling over on segways. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but I think in Italian you can use it. I don't know. I I don't know. Listen, I'm just going to cut this whole thing. (laughs) But why? It's a bit of the comic relief at the end of the episode. (laughs) 
Okay, I mean, if it wasn't clear, I was going to talk about inside job. Kim, please do the outros. I am broken. <laughs> rebooting. Okay, okay. So, so in case you get bored between the two episodes of the Nerdcast, which I completely understand, I can tell you that if you have the Epic Game Store installed on your computer, uh, refer to the, the book that Ben read to, to know what a computer is, but if you know, and you have the Epic Game Store, then this week, the Guild of Dungeoneering, which looks like a very fun uh, drawn dungeoning game, and Never Alone, which looks like a very, very pretty platform type of game, are free. So if you get bored and you want to play those, then go get the Epic Game Store. If you want to reach for the top, which is me with my three points, then you can send the guesses that you have of the songs to uh, Ben on Instagram, which is <coughs> underscore Kobe underscore Lito underscore. Yes. There you go. <laughs> or you can reach me on Discord, where my tag is Yinks, hashtag 3461. Okay, now for real. Bye-bye. Good This is going to be this week's song. Take a listen. And also wait for me to send it to you because I, I was know like, where I put... wait, where is it? Did I miss it? <laughs> there you go. No, 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 no. Oof. I what? always forget to I always forget to delete the name from the title. That's what I was gonna say. Was it the one yeah. with the name in the title? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna see where this is going, and, and it's just I, I don't know. It ugh.